Well, this is take two of the uh, questions podcast because we were so interrupted just a moment ago with a phone call. But, you know, this is Pastor Miles and Pastor Mark. We are bringing you spiritual minty freshness and cold-blooded love. And I think this is, is this episode 30? The big 3-0. Man, the big 3-0. Man. I passed that a while ago. Yeah? Nine years ago? Well, almost 10. Right around the corner. It's coming up. You're not young anymore, dude. I know. I know. And multiple people have told me this recently. Oh, well, they're not very nice. No, they're not. I don't uh, know. Why would they remind you of where that? Where do they get off saying stuff like that? I don't know. It's not right. Man, oh, man. So? Half the time they're older than me, too. And it's like, what What right do you have to say such things? How are we supposed to keep our spiritual minty freshness, you know, with... No, I'm just going to open up more cold-blooded love. There you go, man. Open up a can. Yeah. A cold-blooded love. Absolutely. Man. What things called cold-blooded love could come in a can? Energy drink? That's a strange question. Hmm. hmm. A beer? Mm-mm. Would you drink a beer called cold-blooded love? No. No. How about a how about a soda? What exactly cold-blooded? is cold-blooded love anyway? I, I think that's one of your sayings, right? It is one of my sayings. Yeah. It's when you have to do something really hard. Oh, you, but you do it out of love. You do it out of love, but it's it, there's no mushy sentimentality. No mushy sentimentality. Cold None of that around blooded here. love. Like putting down a horse or a if dog. If you are or, looking for mushy sentimentality, the wrong. office at Cross Connection Church is not the place to find it. No, you will not find your Pokemon Go person here for that, if there is such a person. Do you remember when that thing was going on, the Pokemon Go thing? People would come right outside my window here, and there was some sort of weird Pokemon animal on the app, and they would come and catch him. I think they still do that here. Maybe. I just see a they're car either, slow down once in a while. They're either and, doing a drug deal or they're getting Pokemon. I have no idea. I don't know. When you're living in Meth Candido, who can know who who can know these things, man? We have some we've had some altercations lately here. Yeah, well, you know, life. We live in a broken, fallen world and we see the effects of it around us here at sixteen seventy five Seven Oaks Road all the time. You know what though? Hmm. Our Good friends over at the Escondido Police Department. Yeah. The good people of the Escondido uh, Police Department, they're doing a fine job of catching the people. They were over here the other day with their snazzy new equipment that does like 3D. Yeah. It's able to... 3D photo imaging. And, yeah, weird yeah. stuff. I, I was like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't they know. I, see I got a, walls. I, and... I spun around. They took pictures of me. I don't oh, know. Oh, did you you go help test it? Oh, I don't... I mean, probably unknowingly, but... Oh, okay. I mean, I was out there mocking them and they laughed and... Oh, okay. Well, you know, you it's go. one of the free services I offer. So I don't have any news stories today, but apparently you said you had a news story? Yeah, some people won the uh, lotto in Michigan in uh-huh. 2016, and it was the feel-good story of the year, you know. They had literally got supposedly an eviction notice, and their car got grabbed, and so they were financially in hard times, and they won the lotto, won 500 k in the lotto. And so they so just, they were down and out. They couldn't pay their bills, but they could still buy lotto tickets. Well, they were, you know, you know what they say about the lotto? Yeah, praise on the the uh, the poor. Yeah, well, they I've covered it called a, a tax on the yep. not so bright. And I always say, hey, if you don't play, you can't lose. So that's the way I look at it. There but you go. Anyway, you can't win either. Uh, no, well, well, nobody I know. Anyway, so um, you know, my dad won the lottery. He did like like serious money back in the seventies, like three hundred dollars. No, what? like. You know, I think it was like early 1970s, he won like 50K, which back then was a lot of money. That's a load of money. Yeah. Wow. That's how he ended up buying property out here in California when he moved from Massachusetts. Wow. Yep. Hmm. So some people win. So these people, hmm. evidently the, the 500000 slipped through their hands because they were going to spend it on their children's education, a house... And a car, and I'm thinking, okay, wait just a with a car in the house, you're Hold probably 400 in. $500,000, at least half of that is going to Uncle Sam. Well, right? I mean, yeah, he needs his cut for sure. And then you're going to put your kids through school, buy a house, and a car? Right. Well, but wait, they were in Michigan. Michigan, California. you can buy a house there for nothing, Yeah, I, I guess so, it ain't California. Yeah, so anyway, evidently they had a poor financial advisor because they were just arrested for breaking and entering into homes. They're on a crime spree, old Bonnie and Clyde. So um, so the lottery helped them in a big way. Not so much. You know what I think they need? Financial counseling? Spiritual minty freshness and cold-blooded love. I think they're probably going to have a little Jesus. bit in the slammer. Right, yeah. they need Jesus. That's true. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something bad at Cross Connection, you're going to go to jail, by the way, if anybody's wondering. Well, I always just tell- period. If you're going to do something bad, like really bad. I press charges. 
You know, you know how your kids, when they're first growing up, they get to a certain point and they start to understand the concept of justice and laws, and then they become little legalists in the backseat? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. My youngest is They don't still, even know how to drive, and they're giving you all the, the stuff. My youngest is trying to understand, like, at what point do you go to jail for stuff? And so he keeps asking me questions, <laughs> like, if I did this, would I go to jail? He's, He's like, going to be the, what why, do I have to do why, to lose my salvation Why do you guy? keep asking this question? I'm a little concerned at how, like enamored you are with the concept of jail so anyways well he doesn't yeah maybe there's a new show he's watching maybe he's watching dragnet or something maybe the classics i don't know just the facts all man. i know is right now he likes to watch cars crash you saw him on that little thing at my parents house last night he's just getting a crack up out of watching cars crash oh, the video and, game yeah, yeah. The video game anyway so hmm. so well well cold-blooded love how are things going you know what? That'd be my rapper name. Cold-blooded yeah? love. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Hmm. No, they're going good. Going to ride bikes with the guys tonight. They're it's doing good. It's 100 and degrees and like humid outside. We'll You're be really sweating do that? to the oldies. Well, I'm, guys I are, think we're going to take the easy route. You guys are committed or should be. Yeah, a little bit. They're not everybody's. Let's not see. everybody's. Uh, oh, my goodness. There's there's rain in the forecast. 4, you know, 5, 6 p.m. today. You know how cool that would be that if would it be rained awesome. while we were riding? That'd be awesome. 94 degrees, mostly sunny right now, 33% humidity. You know, I would have thought the humidity would have been higher. It feels sticky. horrible. It does feel like I Louisiana I sticky. I was talking to um, a gal this last weekend. She's from Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S. I-P-P-I. Yeah. And I was like, man, how you how you faring with the weather out here? It feels a little bit better. And she just said, it's just hot. I said it Ooh, is hot, not good. But I can't imagine Mississippi. I mean, what's the what's the humidity got to be down there right now? I feel, I feel bad. I got a special place in my heart for fat people, and you know, I mean, I feel bad for fat people. Cold blooded love. Yeah, I do. Special place there, because man, fat sticks together. And you like you know some guy. I saw a guy at Walmart the other day. He was walking out. He's all sticky. Like, you saw a guy, or you were like, the no, guy? No, I saw the guy. Okay. I mean, I imagine. Oh, okay. I was a little heavier at one time, and. Just, you know, how the bottom of your arms stick to the bottom of your sides. And he had that that look like he, everything was sticking together. He looked so unhappy. Mm. So I just prayed for him. That's very nice of you. Well, I, I, I wish there was like a freezer I could just jump in at my house some days. You know, the uh, when I was about uh, maybe like 14 years old, I got a job at that farm stand down the street from your house. Oh, the one that's over there growing the pumpkins over Franz, there. Franz, uh, Franz farm, farm Stand. Farm yeah. Stand. And they used to have this big, huge cooler down there. Ooh. And, uh, you know, each season we'd get these giant trucks filled with uh, the best watermelons on the planet. Really? And we'd have to go put them all in the freezer there. And it would be like this time of year. You go put them in the cooler and you just want to stand there for like 30 minutes. Like, hug, this a, is hug a melon? Wonderful. Yeah, oh, those giant man. walk-in coolers, those things are awesome. The you know, opposite of a sauna. You know, it's kind of a rip-off. You know, you go to these farm stands and or, or even Bates. Uh-huh. Right? They don't grow all that stuff. No, there. It hey, comes listen, from other I want to tell you something. Back in the day, a lot of the stuff at Franz uh, was was grown right there in yeah. Sam Squall Valley. Well, but it wasn't grown at Franz. No, they stand. had a whole bunch of they had a whole okay. bunch of uh, property down at Sam Squall Valley. Well, I just thought it was funny because I saw a truck that was dropping off corn. Yeah. At the local farm stand, organic corn, you know, and you know, it's like $3 a stock or whatever. And then they made their drop, and then I was having to go to downtown Escondido, and it, it was dropping it off at Sprouts, too. Same truck. There you go. So, But it was a little cheaper at the Sprouts. But anyway, hmm. it's all good. You know, hey, it's all perception. Good stuff, man. You show up and, you know, think you're doing something, so. Well, these days, the only way I eat corn is if the beef that I eat eats corn, then I get corn. Corn-fed, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, 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 you're the meat eater. I try to be. So we went, we went hunting with a new guy uh-huh. on uh, Monday. Did you get anything? Uh, not a lot. I shot it's a, officially what season? Oh, dove season. Dove season. Dove season. You're shooting so the Holy Spirit. It was, it was the Holy Spirit. The dove did descend like a dove. You that spirit for quencher, sure. you. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've been called that before. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, just, you know, to sit in the desert and just. Yeah, you, I'm gonna go dove hunting in the desert. Well, that's in a where they heat wave. they are. Yeah, yeah no. Well, in that's a heat the first wave season dove deal. We took it, and Michael went with us, and and really cool guy. We met here at the church, and we went and hung out, and got to hear his story. We hung out in the desert and shot guns. It was great. 
Sounds like a plan. Took a picture. I posted it on Instagram. Uh, I said something really holy, but somebody else picked up what I was doing, so it was kind of fun. So they knew what we were doing. It was good times. Absolutely. He's a meat eater. Is it yeah. keto? I oh, yeah, they yeah, call yeah. It? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, I don't know. I'm going to... Keto, high protein, no carbs. Okay. You want your body to get into and ketosis. And, dude, he was stout. I mean, we stopped by the um, Julian Pie Company, the one down in San Isabel. And he wasn't going to have it, huh? And they have something called... Now, you're not allowed to tell anybody. It was called Cider Donuts. I've had those before. Yeah, you just... I pass. I don't I don't even go for the pie. Cider Donuts with the yeah. maple tops on it. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah. And, and so he said no. He couldn't do it. He's no. Carbs. I'm not doing it. No carbs. I'm man. not doing it. He's no strong. Carbs. That dude was. I'm like, man, you are a pillar. Actually, a year this discipline. month, I've been on a no carb discipline diet. Yeah. Very few carbs the last year. Well, I've given him the nickname. Do you know? Do you know who Cato was? The Green Cato Hornets. Caitlin? No, the Green Hornets assistant. That's was the only Cato I know. Cato. Well, Cato Caitlin got. You got to remember, I was in high school. Yeah. When well, he's the, the, the pool. White he was Bronco. the pool guy. Yeah. I remember the 405 White Ford Bronco. Yeah, that's it. That was Al Callen's Bronco, actually. I don't know who that is. He's another football player. He was oh, OJ's. Okay. I don't think that was really OJ's did Bronco. They have a, did they have a run on White Ford Broncos after that? I bet they did. I bet. So, I had a yeah. Ford Bronco. Anyway. My dad had a Bronco, too. Man, that's a rare a bird. small one, yeah. Yeah, I think they rusted as they were coming off the lot right up at the windows. Probably. They all did that. So. Anyway, I don't know how we got to OJ's white Bronco. But you know, there's never really any logic to how we get to where we go. Just you see an alley and you go. Yep, just like the dog on uh, on that Pixar movie. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yep. Speaking of squirrels, how many is uh, Miss Eleanor Childers up to now? I think she's up to 26 squirrels. Hopefully that doesn't offend any of our, our listeners, but varmint. You got, you got, those are vermin. Disease, burrowing beasts. Did you ever play Oregon Trail? I didn't because I was too old. You I was an adult. Old. I had kids that played Oregon Trail. Yeah, I was one of those people. You had as Oregon a kid. Trail? Oh, yeah, man. The Apple computer thing, it first started when I was like a kid in school. So we, oh, had, okay. we had Oregon Trail. And you'd shoot, you'd remember you'd shoot a bear. Sometimes you might get a deer, but most of the time you just get a little, little squirrel on the screen. Oh, a little really? green squirrel, yeah. Okay. So my youngest son loved the game. Yeah. and But he had this problem where he. He really was a big believer in guns and ammunition and bacon. Ah. And so um, the wagon could All his people died of scurvy. Yeah, that's the thing. You died yeah. of scurvy. And it, Sarah has gotten scurvy. Yeah. Sarah has died. His thought was if you've got bacon and guns and ammunition, you, you can get everything else you need. Yeah, of course. You, know? you just stop at the corner store along the way to Oregon. Let's be real honest. Nobody's There's ever no been robbed, store. mugged, or shot over a salad. Mm, not that I know, know of. You never know. I would love to hear that story. I'm sure there's. A I mean, it'd be a sad story, I suppose. But yeah. you know, I mean, just I just don't see. It's just not worth it. Anyways, yeah. So we were doing something. I don't know what we were doing. Anyway, we were going to do a podcast. You, we're here. The the microphones are on. We're we're going. Okay. Well, we're then, already like twelve minutes in. Well, I'm feeling like my lips are warmed up now. I'm ready right. to question yeah. some things, and I'm stretching out. Okay, yep. there we go. Yep. All right. I, nope, no yawn here. Okay. So, in 1 Corinthians 14.2, mm. as they say, For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Dot, 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 dot. Is Paul speaking of God our Father, comma, Yahweh, or not God our Father? I'm getting the punctuation right. Is Paul speaking to God our Father, Yahweh, or not God our Father? I I don't really or know. Or not. I think he or meant not. or not. Comma. And then comma. Well, there was no comma there, but we'll oh, throw yeah. a comma. We'll, let's we'll let's throw, throw, a throw comma. this guy a comma, shall we'll we? give him a comma. All right. There we go. If it's a dude. I, I don't know any other God that he'd be speaking of. So, so yeah. Anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. So this obviously comes from Paul's passage of Scripture dealing with spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14. And one of the spiritual gifts is a gift of tongues, uh-huh. other kinds of tongues. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, he talks about the tongues of men and of angels, so uh, apparently an angelic or spiritual language. 
And it seems from what Paul teaches in that passage of scripture that God enables us by his spirit supernaturally to speak with another tongue, a prayer language. Sometimes people refer to it as that. And when we do, Paul talks about how our understanding is not engaged. Like we don't understand what it is that we're saying or what is being prayed unless there's someone who has the other gift, the gift of interpretation interpretation of tongues. And sometimes people are able to give an interpretation of the tongue that is spoken. What is the sense of it? What does it mean? But from what Paul seems to be speaking or teaching about in 12, 13, and 14 of 1 Corinthians is that um, God knows exactly what's being prayed. So, yeah, when you pray in tongues, according to that passage, yeah, he speaks to God, not to men. People don't understand, but God does. He can sort it out. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. We do believe here at Cross Connection Church in the continuation of the gifts of the Spirit of God. So we do believe that there are people who have the gift of tongues and other people who have the gift of interpretation of tongues. Yes, so, and as yeah. it relates to the service, it talks about that things like that need to be done decently in order. So that's yeah. not something we would exercise during a yeah, service. Yeah, you're probably not going to see that on a Sunday morning. Not on a Sunday Highly morning. Highly unlikely. Because it hasn't happened in my time here. Yeah, it, it would be a very, and I think it alludes to it, it would just, it would be very much a, a big commotion about that and a lot of misunderstanding. You I ever think, been to a real charismatic Pentecostal church? Uh, I've been around real charismatic Pentecostal people. I, I taught at this little church in um, just outside of London. This is about uh, 15 years ago. And a uh, little Pentecostal church. And right they on. asked me to come and come and speak at it. And I said, absolutely, I'll come and speak at it. And uh, before our, our service time, it was a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. We had a time of prayer back backstage if you will open the spout and let the glory and pour man out. it was the most joy-filled and fascinating time of prayer i think i've ever been involved with yeah there was this gal so we're praying in the circle and holding hands doing that that whole thing we're praying and there is this lady and i don't know maybe she was binding something but she was marching around the circle of prayer and she was very forcefully in tongues praying and uh, yeah, it was fascinating. So what was going on? Describe it a little bit. We were. Hey, was there any emotion? Was we there... were praying in the circle. I mean, I it was mean, like she you... was. She was. Was your hair? Around was your hair itching? What was going on? No, I was just like, Lord, this is this is maybe not the cultural experience I've been a part of in the past. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, they so, were great people. They loved the Lord. That's for sure. Well, I, what I was going to say, I did forget I was part of a. I've been to quite a few Pentecostal, I don't know how I even forgot it, but because it was in Mexico. Mm, yeah, a little bit more, the apostolic churches yes, in Mexico, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit but more Pentecostal. The, uh, you know, over the you know front of the sanctuary, it's Hechos 2-2, so Acts 2-2, mm. and um, not quite as Pentecostal, definitely tongues were exercised. Yeah. Um, but definitely uh, not as chill as like a church you and I had grown up in or been around. I mean, people were yelling and screaming, and we're, and we're their... way too stiff for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. they were, but they were getting their joy on. It was they cool. were happy. Yeah. It was cool. I didn't have a huge issue with it. They it, weren't it doing. It is really awesome to yeah. see the way that different cultures engage with faith, because, like, I've been to uh, Africa a couple of times. Yeah. And, you know, you go drive out into the bush of Mozambique and go and, you know, do a church service, which is a, you know, our church service is over in 75 minutes. They're like just barely getting started by minute 75. Oh, dude. Church. And um, there's some dancing and there is some very awesome, like joyful singing. Man, they are, they are rejoicing. It's awesome. It's a great experience. Yeah. We had a great experience down there. Wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, it was great for our high school students to witness that because they're like, "Wow, this is nothing like church at home." And they go, "Yeah, but it's just as legit, bro." You just we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, it, but yeah. it was great to see how culture plays a little bit different role, right. and they were still still in the pages of the book just like we were. And it was cool to see the joy and how they exercised that joy and sang and worshipped, and it was cool. It was cool. It was we had a uh, that was really really. Uh, a great experience. So, you know. Truly. Sometimes I think we're too, I don't know, white and uptight maybe. I don't know. That's a good possibility. Yeah. So I'm open yeah. to the Holy Spirit doing something. Our interpretation of decently and in order is... Um, Different than others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're... Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm down. That was minty fresh. That was. Yeah. <laughs> some people are probably going to go, man, you Calvin guys are... are you endorsing what did you call this? Us? 
They, they would say we call us Calvary guys. Oh, well, that leads right into question number two. Oh, it is, huh? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, I think this is a great question. Cause yeah. It's got one really easy answer. Um, I had the opportunity to attend the meet and greet with you and the other pastors. Someone had mentioned this church was a Calvary chapel before. Why the change from Calvary? We are still a Calvary chapel. A 100%. Yeah, we just have a different name. Yeah. So this church, Cross Connection Church, was originally planted not as a Calvary Chapel. It was just a non-denominational church. And then the previous pastor and the leadership, they, I guess you would say, affiliated? Yeah. With yeah. Calvary Chapel in like the mid-1980s. They probably woke up like a lot of people and go, oh man, we're, we Calvary. Need some we're friends. Calvary guys and we didn't even know it. We you need know? some yeah. friends. Yeah. We feel like we're all alone. So yeah. they joined up with Calvary Chapel, yeah. which uh, at that time was not as many churches. Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, kind of the, the base. Mothership. Pastor Chuck Smith. Yeah. Costa Mecca. Glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Right. You know, yes. Come Turn on. in your Bibles. You uh, little Escondidoans. You, know. you, can, hey. you can join the tribe. We love you. Come and open your Bibles. Mm. Uh, Kay and I. Yeah, Kay, make them an apple pie and some <laughs> apple cider donuts, you know? So, yeah, so yeah. We, we've been a yeah. part of the Calvary Chapel movement right. of churches, I guess we'd call it. Where's my red sweater? Yeah. yeah, that should be in like a glass case somewhere, probably. Yeah. I have my Chuck Smith red sweater picture. I don't have one of those. But oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, so we changed our name first to Calvary Chapel because it used to be Christian Chapel, and then it became Calvary Chapel, and then we changed it to Cross Connection in 2012. But we're still connected with Calvary Chapel. I still teach at Calvary Chapel Bible College, and uh, but we have added to our Calvary Chapel -ness. nature. Yes, our Calvary, Calvary Chapel -ness. Chapel It's kind of like when Jesus, fully God, added to his divinity, humanity, Maybe we're not on that we, scale quite yet. Well, I like to use I mean, that we, illustration. We do have a we, multitude we added, of listeners. Yeah. We added to our Calvary Chapel NIS, the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, and, so, and the Southern Baptist Convention does some really we're kind of cool like the, things. We're kind of like um, like NASCAR. Like we're the church that has patches for everything. Is that how it works? SBC stickers. Calvary Chapel. We get lots of stickers. Yeah, yeah. We need a patch for everything. We need some more decals. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. So yes, we're still at Calvary Chapel. Um, the name change was good because yeah. So we I think foresaw. you have a big, you had a much bigger vision than just yeah. Escondido. Yeah, and i i was uh, I was a little concerned that when uh, when Pastor Chuck went to go be with Jesus, that there might be some some ripples within Calvary Chapel and maybe some some splits within Calvary Chapel, which has unfortunately happened. And uh, so we wanted, when people looked for the church, that they didn't find a whole bunch of the junk about Calvary Chapel. Right. They yeah. get to cross-connection. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that makes sense. I think it's wisdom. And I think a lot of other people had done that years and years ago. Right, yeah. To have their own identity. Calvary Chapel yeah. San Diego became Horizon, and Calvary yeah. Chapel Riverside became Harvest. and Maranatha Chapel. Maranatha, which is yeah. very much a Calvary Chapel. Yeah. Calvary to the core. Um, kind of like on the very edge of the outside, uh, the Rock Church was kind of related to Horizon right. and Calvary Chapel. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of those churches. Well, Harvest, yeah, wasn't yeah, Harvest yeah. to Calvary? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvary Riverside. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So I think Applegate, it, Applegate Christian Fellowship, John Corson. That there was, you go. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I think a lot of just to have their own identity, so to speak, and it's kind of you know, let's say you have a building in Escondido and you're ministering to Escondido, and then you outgrow that building and you need to move to San Marcos or Rancho Bernardo or someplace. Uh, then you got to change the name again. So it's anyway. So that's it. That's that's the explanation. Yep. So still Calvary. You got a dove tattoo? I don't have one of those. I don't either. I don't have any tattoos. I Me mean, neither. No ink. Yeah. I think yeah. we talked about this once. I think maybe we did. Yeah, maybe. So yeah. I think you gave me that look like I can't believe you said that. That only happens every week. That's true. Sometimes more than once a week. All right, so oh, this is a great, great one here. Oh yeah, this goes to the what message. is the sin that does not lead to death versus a sin that does lead to death? Doesn't all sin bring death? Yes, the wages of sin is death. The soul that sins shall surely die. The scriptures say. So I, I could think of one: a sin that does not lead to death, or yeah. a sin that does lead to uh, death. Both. Okay, give me a sin that does not lead to death. So like you know, does not lead to death. Yes. So like you forget to take the trash out, mm. there's going to be condemnation, but 
no death. Okay. But when you say, honey, those, it's not the pants that are making you look fat. <laughs> that's the sin that leads to death. Okay. Well, Let's that's see. not exactly a theological answer, but very practical. Very well, practical. Well, you know, we like to give you the straight stuff here, in case you guys are ever wondering. Yes. Yeah, well, apparently you've never made that mistake because you're still here. And I have an extremely, well, beautiful, forgiving wife. So, we've, you know, yeah, we, know, we, know, we don't have that. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I think, pretty much perfect, actually. Does she listen to the podcast? No. Well, that's a bummer because you're not going to get points for that. Well, I'm not trying to get points. I got points for days. Okay, good. I'm a proactive husband, okay? I, I, I got points for years. What is the sin that does not lead to death versus a sin that does lead to death? Okay, we're talking about Jesus now. So this is a clarification question, because I didn't spend very much time talking about it on Sunday when we were going through the text, and I said that I would talk about it in the uh, podcast. Are we going to go down the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit road? Is that what we're doing? Well, we probably do need to get there eventually, because there's different... Well, as I mentioned on Sunday, there's different views on this passage of Scripture from different commentators, so, you know... Like our our good friend David Guzik, he and I, um, according to his commentary, commentary. Yeah. yeah, according to his commentary, then maybe I don't see things the same way that he does on this passage, which is fine. But um, but he, you can still be friends. Absolutely, absolutely. He sees a connection between the sin leading to death. You know the passage in First Corinthians chapter eleven dealing with um, communion. Yes, where Paul talks about some who have taken communion in an unworthy manner, and that. They, um, they, I guess, Got died prematurely died. because of doing so. And he makes the point, which I think Man, Chuck Smith... communion was legit then. Man, you didn't mess seriously. around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, and then there was the whole Ananias and Sapphira situation. Oh, the Ananias yeah. and Sapphira Real Estate Holdings Company? Yeah. That was yeah. a very short-term deal, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, it boy. Was. It was. I don't think God wanted that stuff catching fire no, in the early church, no. did he? But they, they dropped dead right there. There was some sin that led to immediate yeah, that, death. Uh, quick. So, yeah. uh, so I, you know, I think that I don't know if David mentions that passage. He may, but I know Chuck Smith talked about that as well. That that perhaps there are certain sins that God, um, you know, in in seeking to save that soul, you know, he he allows them to die because they've committed a sin, an actual specific sin. Okay. So that's one view of interpretation on this. Another view is that. The sin leading to death is apostasy, which, yeah, I don't know, maybe John seems to be speaking a lot about that problem in First John. But the, the interpretation that I take on this is that it is the, uh, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that's the sin that leads to death. So the death that John seems to be talking about, I think, in that passage is not a physical death, but a spiritual death. And so if you see a Christian that is sinning, a sin that does not lead to death, they're not going to die spiritually, um, then you need to pray that God would bring repentance into their life. Um, but there are some people who reject the salvation that comes in Jesus Christ, and so they uh, they are committing the sin that ultimately leads to spiritual death, which is rejecting the salvation that Jesus gives, the only opportunity for salvation. I, so, I still remember the first time the subject came up that I ever heard it. Yeah. That uh, was, uh, and you know who was, like, brought this up, huh. like the, the thing that happened out in uh, culture, was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, in part of his stand-up act, okay, was he goes down the the, the church lady road, I think it was, ah. and, and I never heard the whole thing, but basically started talking about tongues, and he was making fun of it, okay, and so some of the Christians were like, "That was he's he's blaspheming the Holy ah, Spirit," ah, yeah, and so you know, so that Eddie, brings up the question of you know, what like, is the blasphemy? You know, like, of Eddie's going to hell. And Boudreaux's like, well, I think he's going to hell in the express lane. He gone. They greased his skin, went down the slide. He done. He cooked. He cooked. And then I, I thought, whoa, I guess that's, is that, that, I was a young Christian. I'm like, what does that mean? And so um, I thought it was great because Ray Bentley. Yes. Maranatha Chapel. I was, a, he didn't know me from anybody. I was a new believer, kind of still figuring this stuff out. Well, I'm still figuring stuff out. But anyway, um, I asked him about that. And he gave me a great answer. He talked about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And it's, you know, the rejection of Jesus is the road that he went down. And and so in my simple, I said, so basically they got to, you know, walk over Jesus died in a resurrected body, ignore the cross and everything there to be able to, to go to hell. He goes, yeah, basically that's it. And so he offered a really good explanation at the time. So he took some time with me. Speaking of Eddie Murphy. For explains. I heard. Now, well, he, yeah, now he's got kids. 
And and I, you know, he grew up in a Baptist church. Well, that's where he probably got his deal. He, exactly. Donkey. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, there's some people that I think who think he might be a believer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he obviously done some things in the past. He probably well, wouldn't I mean, be proud we've of, all done some things in the past. Okay. Not me. Well, I know you. You were born in church. Yes. And always saved 100%. Right. Never sinned once, I know. It's, it's, totally. That's what your mom told me, for sure. You Spiritual were always minty freshness. perfect little miles. Right. So now you're perfect well, big clearly miles. she yeah. didn't say that, because no, that I, would never I, come out I, of her I, mouth. Yeah, I'm lying right now. Anyway. Well. But, but, you know, can you imagine if, you know, Eddie actually picked up a Bible and started pontificating? He might be a pretty good preacher. You know what? He would have a massive church. I bet he would. He would. And, you know, there might be some holy laughter going on there. Maybe. Yeah. So, cool. So, I think we explained that. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm groovy with it. I'm, I'm feeling good about that. They can always call in if they don't feel they Please got their do. money's worth. Absolutely. Yeah. You can, you, yeah, in fact, you don't just have to text your questions in. You could actually call 760-814-1223 and leave a voicemail, and then we can play the question. Whoa, how cool would that be? That would be great. We need to show that on the screen. Okay, so if you're if you're a listener and you'd like to not just text in a question, you should call and leave a voicemail at 760-814-1223, and you might, you'll probably get on the show. Most likely. Most likely. I mean, there is a multitude of listeners, but probably There's not. There's at least four. Leave. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hmm. so number four. Number four. Are there people we should not pray for? What do you think, Mark? I, I think that, no. You think there are not people? No, we no, should we should pray for people. Like, there, I can't think of anybody we shouldn't pray for. Okay, I'm going to push back on this one. So, Oh, there is a scripture. You brought it up. Jeremiah, three times right, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the book of Jeremiah. Don't bother praying for him. Yeah, God says, do not pray for this people. Jeremiah chapter 7, I even wrote it down. Verse 16, 11, verse 14, 14, verse 11. So he says, do not pray for this people, because they were in sin and refusing to repent. And right. I think another passage, Isaiah 59, God says, um, you know, when you pray to me, I will not hear you because your hands are full of blood. So the people of Israel, they were in unrepentant sin, and God says, I'm not going to listen to your prayers. Right. That's pretty heavy. It is, but I don't know if it's okay, telling but people or not. But as a rule, right. as a rule, I would I mean, say I'm going to push back on your pushback yeah. and double pushback. I can't think of anywhere God's commanded me. Right, yes. Mark Childers, Okay, so spiritual. I I was guy. Um, I was in a conversation one time with someone who, you know, going back to question number one about speaking in tongues, they were they were in a prayer meeting where someone was praying in tongues, and while there was a a tongue being prayed, this person received an interpretation, and the interpretation was that this person should no longer pray for another person which is a pretty heavy thing. And they said, okay, well, I'm not going to pray for that person anymore. That's a strange thing. But as a rule, I would say you should pray for people. Yeah, the People get pretty twisted up on the tongues thing, huh? They can. So any good guidelines you think for that? For speaking in tongues? Yeah. You know, most of the people that I've talked to about the the issue of tongues, they, they generally speak of it as a, as a personal prayer language, like a private prayer yeah, language. You're declaring and I would say that victory, most people yeah, are generally yeah. going to, if they're going to be praying in tongues, you're going to find this, especially in Calvary Chapel, that a lot of the guys would be, they would utilize the gift of tongues, guys and gals, as a private prayer language. Mm -hmm. But I have been in some settings where it's a believer's meeting and someone prays in tongues and we just wait. Okay, we're going to wait for an interpretation. We're going to trust that God is going to give an interpretation, and then someone shares an interpretation. Now, does that tip interpretation typically be something that glorify the Lord? You know, generally speaking, when I've heard them, it, it's very scriptural. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say that it's always going to glorify the Lord. No one speaking by the Spirit of God will speak negatively against the Lord. So, yeah, yeah. that's a that's an important test. So, right. that's, that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. Tip or says typically, it's him. not going to be the lottery numbers. No, that hasn't happened to me. No. But no. if I if I do speak in tongues and you get an interpretation uh -huh. and you get the numbers. Yes. Play no. Put it all on black. No, put it all let's put it all on Jesus. Yes. There you go. We'll tie all of it. Put all put it all on Jesus. Right. That's good. We ain't, we ain't playing the lottery. I can't take it with me. I don't play the lottery. No. I ain't got no money. Do for they that. still do that? The lottery? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, every time there's like a Powerball, you have people wanting to win a half a billion dollars or something like that. You know how dangerous I would be with a half a million, half a billion dollars or half something? Half a million wouldn't go very far. No, I mean, you half can't a billion, get I can spend that, that in 10 minutes, but yeah. I'm just saying like, you know. Half a billion dollars? snack foods. But half a billion dollars. That's what a, would you do with a half a billion dollars? Half a billion dollars? 500 million dollars. You could do some amazing Jesus work. Yeah. Think about that. I uh-huh. mean, you could spend you could spend 10 years just trying to figure out doing that, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah. We should probably move on because this only leads to greed. Oh, no. I, 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 yeah. I got everything I need. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you could find something that you want. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Guess so. It's yeah. not always about needs because no, all my needs have been met since I was a little wee yeah, little lad. That's good. Wow, we the lad. A wee little lad. We little lad. Read one Corinthians. I yeah. hardly have a need. Right, oh, laddies. boy. Okay, anyways, moving on. All right. So, yeah, we should pray for people. Yeah, now, as a rule. Pray I have for heard some prayers. Mm-hmm. Not every prayer is a blessing. <laughs> yes. And people don't, you know, it's like, Lord, I've heard that prayer. Lord, choose between us. Right. If I'm wrong, let me know. And if he's wrong, let him know. Let I've him heard those know. prayers. David, let, I know I'm not wrong, so let yeah, him know. Yeah, David, like he's break wrong. their teeth out of their mouth. Like, Imprecatory prayers. Yeah. Was, yes. That was a prayer, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay, how do I know I am praying according to God's will? Well, that's a great question, because 1 John 5, 14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we have confidence that if he hears us, he will answer. So how do we know we're praying according to his will? Two things come to mind very, very quickly. I can think of one, too. Yeah. Let's one, see if it comes close. to pass. Oh, that's a good point. Because God is not denied. His will is, to you like, if you're praying according to God's will, it's not denied. Well, but I mean, this is like, if this is on the front end, though. I, am I praying according to God's I'm will? I'm just right looking now? at the proof on the end. All know? right. So, yeah. I mean, some I contents f- may have settled during shipping and handling. It's sold by weight, Ooh, not volume. I just saw a flash of lightning. Oh, I can't wait to ride in the lightning. This is spectacular. If I could get hit by lightning, didn't you and, already and get spotted, hit by lightning? I did, but kind, kind of. of ish. But lightning and a spider? Couldn't you be like Spider Man? It's awesome that you got struck by lightning. I know my hair was so straight. You know, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I had a thought. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Anyways, it was one point twenty one gigawatts. That's what <laughs> right. it was. That's how we're gonna go eighty eight yeah. miles per hour and yeah, go back exactly. to the future. That's how you go eighty eight miles an hour on a mountain bike. Listen, Marty. Okay. Okay. All right. First, does it align with Scripture? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to be praying according to God's will, then it has to align with Scripture. And I think that it needs to align with the nature of God as revealed in Scripture. So if you're praying in the name of Jesus, I think you're not just praying, you're not just putting in Jesus' name at the end of your prayer. That's not, that's not it. Uh, But you're praying in accordance with his nature. And so his nature is revealed in the Scriptures. And then uh, we want to pray according to the scripture. So that's one way to know that you're praying according to God's will. Yeah. And I think you have to, your heart has got to be, right. has got to be right. You know, too. and I think it's really, it's worth noting that when we come to God in prayer, we're seeking to align ourselves with his will and not get him to do our will. This is why Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, not my will, but yours be done. So in that situation, Jesus, when he says, let this cup pass from me, Realize that in that passage, he's not exactly praying in accordance with the will of God. That's why it didn't get answered. Yeah, he's going through something pretty gnarly. Yeah. So, important to uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, that, so, that's a that's an interesting thing for consideration. I mean, Jesus, fully God, fully human, in his humanity, did not want to go to the cross, and he is praying a prayer that was not in line with the will of the Father. But he says... I'm going to submit my will to you, Father, not my will, yours be done. That's yeah, powerful. I think that then that tagline there, I'm glad that was included, that they yes, caught that, yes. uh, is Super one important. of the more important parts of that. Because Very it's like, even though I'm not crazy about this, and uh, and I think like when he's going through Samaria, uh-huh. it, basically the gist I get from it is he needed to go through Samaria. Oh, you're talking about woman at the well passage. Right. He needed to be there. He needed John to go through four. there. And that was part of... They always said Jesus was always on God's time clock and going God's direction. Because he's he God. needed it. Well, that helps. Yes, that helps. But uh, ordered Jesus' steps were ordered by the Lord. Yes. And so he needed to be in Samaria for a reason. 
meet that woman there. So and we need was, to be right here, right now. Podcasting. That's right. Absolutely. Hopefully the lightning so doesn't shut of, down our system. Yeah. That would be a bummer. Well, I mean, if it's going to get ended content. for anything, it would be lightning. That would be, would be the amazing. only way that God could totally shut this thing down right there. I guess that could well, be his he answer. He could give us a heart attack or something. Lord, not our will, but yours your, be done. Yeah. Lord, it's all your deal. So that's how you know if you're praying according to God's will. Right. But yeah, if it comes to pass, that's a good point. I like yeah, that. Yeah. If it's coming to pass, it's, it's right. probably good. Big, big check. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's how you know. That's how, how do I know if I'm praying according to God's will? Okay, I think that's three very, very uh, strong suggestions. I'm going to call that answered. Right. What if I believe I am praying according to God's will, and I think God has said that he will answer it, but it hasn't happened yet? Was I hearing from God or not? How do I know? You know, that's kind of a touchy subject. Okay, so uh, I need to give some backstory on this question, because the question was actually a lot longer than this. Okay, so you edited it a little bit. I did. I kind of tried to bind it down, boil it down to Well, its... context is very important, so you so go, Mr. This is context. A, a loyal listener of the podcast. They were telling me that they've been praying about something for a long time, and during a time of kind of devotion and prayer, they had a strong sense that God gave them a word that, hey, this is this is done, I'm taking care of it, and then nothing happened. Yeah. And so then they start to go Maybe it wasn't the Lord. Maybe it was just me. How do I know if it was the Lord? And what am I going to do? So, it, it, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of emotion in this question, actually. So, oh, really? uh, yeah. So, what if I'm praying? I believe I'm praying according to God's will, and I think that He's said He's given me an answer, but then you know it didn't happen, and I don't know if it's the Lord, and it seems like it's not happening, and maybe it was just me and not the Lord. So, was I hearing from God? That was kind of the gist. Okay. You got some thoughts. Well, I don't have the context. I mean, I well, I guess I got the context now. Hmm. Um, I think patience is a really a virtue. I'm with you on that one. Um, God's not a, you know, we'll call it a Coke machine or a candy bar machine. You don't just put a quarter in and pull the deal and it comes out. Um, so patience is big, right? And I think a lot of times there's a, there's timing is huge, right? And so maybe your heart's ready to receive this, but maybe the other person's heart isn't Good ready point. to receive that. Good point. Or maybe your heart's not ready to receive what's going to happen. Uh, or there's a, a lot of times that God's going to do something and, and the, the task will be accomplished, but it'll be in a way that you never had a clue it was going to be accomplished like that. Right. And so, um, yeah. You and I, have we known each other for what, like 20 years now? Yeah, on and off. We've worked together now for... Six. Six, seven years. Six almost, years, seven six years? and a half years, yeah. Um, in the time that you've known me, you may have noticed, I pretty much like never say the Lord told me or God sold me this or, you know, that sort of stuff. That's one of your great pastoral qualities. Right. I'm not, I'm not one that likes to throw that around. So if I think I've heard from the Lord, which has happened a few times here and there and, uh, hasn't come to pass yet. I'm not really sure if I've heard from the Lord, but I think I've heard from the Lord. I try to keep it pretty quiet and just between me and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of take the wait and see path. Like you're saying, patience. Lord, I believe this is what you told me. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing until you bring it to pass, and I'm going to keep praying about it. I'm going to keep asking, seeking, and knocking until you either say no or you open the door and it makes it happen. So I have an example of this, and this may be the one time that I can say, without a doubt, the Lord spoke to me about this. Mm -hmm. And that's that in about this time of year, August, September of 2002, I had a very strong impression that God was calling me to be the pastor of this church. I did not go around telling people that because that's not really something, you know, there was already a pastor of this church. Your senior pastor does not want to hear that. Right, right. And so I just kept it between me and the Lord and uh, didn't really say much about it. There was a couple of times where, you know, as I was talking with um, some really close confidants who said to me, hey, so what do you think the Lord's telling you? I said, well, this is something. And, you know, I shared it with maybe two people. It wasn't for six years. Uh, in 2008, that the Lord brought that to pass. But I didn't force it, and I just figured, hey, you know, Lord, it's in your hands. And uh, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And ultimately, he brought it to pass. So now I can look back at that hindsight, and I can say, you know what? The Lord spoke to me in 2002 that one day I would be the pastor of this church. But it took time. So that patience thing's important. Yeah, and it's not like your senior pastor, you know, you went and cut his brake lines or something, you know, knock him off to get the job. You Well, it patiently... didn't work when I did. You yeah, know? well, yeah. you know, you can't use pliers. You gotta, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, I would say there's it, it, on the whole hearing from God thing, and there's books written about it, but um, there's different levels of that too. Like the other day, somebody, I told you the question about, you know, what do I do? I got a school I'm trying to get into to bring our child evangelism fellowship stuff in there. Yes. And um, I gave them a scripture. I believe the Lord gave me that scripture. The first scripture popped right to my mind. That's one of the great things about being familiar with your Bible. Even if you don't remember chapter and verse, you can go and look it up. Um, and I, the scripture is full of wisdom. Uh, it's a good, it's a good answer. And that's what I felt like the Lord was, you know, telling me to, 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 uh, share with them. Uh, that's one level of hearing from the Lord. You've already preemptively read the scriptures you know uh, how God speaks in these scriptures and the um, the context of it. And so you're able to give a right answer because it's a scriptural answer. And uh, so I think that's one way God will work. You've prepared your heart and you know God's word. And uh, it, that happens. Some I can say I probably on my, I can count on one time, one hand, mm. the times that the Lord has shared something with me very deep and very um, personal. And those things came to pass. I know right. that he had definitely shared. I didn't make a big deal out of it. And uh, uh, coming to this church was one of those. Yep. That was, that was I prayed for uh, almost five months about that, four months about that. So is that, Lord, what you want to do? So I kept telling you what God's will was, but. Well, I mean, all and told, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Good. So anyway, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad. Good. To, you don't want to be the guy who's in ministry and won't follow the Lord when he's calling you. Or the person who's constantly telling people, well, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. That drives me crazy. Yes, because me too. Because they have these strong um, little their thoughts, and they're trying to push God around a little bit. And like, oh, yeah, and they, they start speaking for the Lord. And they don't understand that's a, very, that's a very serious thing. There was a penalty for that in the Old Testament for false prophets. Right. And they don't let a stone here, people here anymore. No. So, but there are some stoned people here. Absolutely. You Not want at cross connection necessarily. Well, around here. No, I no, disagree. No. So Not on staff. What I would like our listeners to do on the podcast, if you want to chuckle. Oh, no. Listen, Don't do it. No, Don't do it. Please. Listen to us at half speed. It's, it's disturbing. It sounds like an old Cheech it and Chong album. Like we are wasted. Not. It doing is doing so and don't well. do it when you're driving because it, there's it, some laughter involved. There, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. But on this point of, uh, the Lord told me, yeah, uh, I, I'm it, not, if we have any younger guys, younger single guys listening to this show, Oh gosh, don't ever tell a girl that God told you that she's supposed to marry you. Yeah. Don't you, do that. That's just, that's just manipulative dumb. and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a bonehead. Cause I, I'll personally smack you. Okay, see, I was just going to say, I'm just going to slap you in the Co face. Cold-blooded love. Yeah, cold-blooded love. Yeah. I, you wake up, McFly. Don't do that. That's just wrong. Gals I'm, don't do that either. No, that is, you know. Well, I think Pastor Chuck shared one time how many women had shared they were going to be Chuck Jr.'s wife. I remember well, now the they're sermon. Happy. That didn't work out. Yeah, see, there you go. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Anyways, oh, moving on. Uh, I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Maybe yeah. we should bleep that uh, one out. Oh, you know, nothing to see here, folks. Eh, nothing to see here. These keep, aren't the keep droids on you moving. want. Let keep them be on, on their way. Okay, yeah. we should we should move on before oh. the lightning shuts down our show. Oh, gosh. Well, you know. God oh. is going to show his displeasure through lightning. Oh, okay. You've already been struck by lightning once, Mark. Hey, I was out there enjoying God's... The, the story goes, we're on the boat hanging out. Yes. And there is a display of God's glory and power going and your on. your wife is hunkered show. down, hiding out. She's, She's the wise. intelligent one. She's the hanging out in the cabin sure. by no metal. She's inside updating your life insurance policy. Right. And I am on the back deck, and I, I have my hands leaning against the rail, and I'm just watching. I'm like, you got to see this. It's, the Lord is just... It's amazing. Glorious. Kaboom. And I don't know if it was all the sailboat mast or whatever, but there was a shot of electricity that went through me and my hair stood up. And she It is awesome that your hair actually stands yeah. up when that happens. Isn't that yeah, crazy? It's a trip. And she she I went, whoa. And she she knew I had been hit by license. She she was expecting to see like charbroiled mark. Nice. And when it was only my hair, I guess she was thankful. But, she totally was. Yeah. So, but it's been, you know, life's been different since then. So anyway, 
I'm like the Energizer Bunny now. Not quite. Number seven. Mostly. Okay. So, um, yeah, be patient. You're going to hear from the Lord. Right. Yeah. Wait okay, on the seven. Lord. Are people going to get, quotation, air quote, saved during the tribulation? Hmm. Well, first, we need to acknowledge that this assumes a certain theological, or should we say eschatological position or perspective. Eschatology is the study of the end times, the last days, I just don't like the the fact that scat is in the middle of that word. Eschatology. 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 Oh, Miles, the eschatology. See, listen, you're always finding problems with words. It's just a word, man. It's just a word. Just a word. It, It comes from the Greek eschaton, which means... Or maybe, yeah, yeah, it's Greek. Yeah, it means you go into a Greek last place. Last things. And, and the study of last things. Well, that was like the opposite of an appetizer in a Greek restaurant. It'd be the last thing. So it's like the oh, dessert, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, so this comes from the perspective on eschatology that Jesus, before his second coming, is going to snatch away the church in an event called the rapture seven years or maybe three and a half years before his return. And that that period of time between the rapture and the second coming is the tribulation. And maybe the tribulation will be seven years, and maybe the tribulation will be three and a half years. But if the church is taken out, the question is, will people get saved during the tribulation? Can, can we talk about our position? Or your, well, no, you let's have, not go no, there. Let's not know. go there. We just cause problems. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's just answer the question. So, so yes. if you hold to a pre-tribulational, pre-millennial, pre-tribulational view that Jesus is going to rapture the church before his second coming, seven years or three and a half years before his second coming, then during that period of time, can people get saved? It would seem, if you hold that position, that yes, because in the book of Revelation, well, at the very least, there are 144,000 people who are witnesses yeah. who didn't go in the rapture. So apparently they got, they got saved after the fact. So, and there seems to be also people who die as martyrs for the faith during the tribulation, which means that they got saved during that period of time. So, yes, it would seem that that would yeah. be the answer to the question. Oh, interesting. How, why would you be martyred during the tribulation if... If you weren't a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to become a Christian during the tribulation, yeah. which then you would be a, a tribulation, tribulation saint. saint. Yes. Ooh. That should be our comic book. I think our wives are called tribulation saints. You think so? Pretty much. Most Americans, the great tribulation is losing their internet. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I thought, yeah, woof, man. Man, when my internet goes down, you want to see me in the flesh. Whew. Ooh, man. I mean, you know, the toilet can stop flushing, but if the internet goes down, you got real problems. I was on the phone for almost an hour yesterday with Cox Cable. I'm sorry. My internet provider. Yeah? No. Yeah. Provider-ish. My house, their provider ish. No, my my internet's pretty good. Oh but yeah, but they increased my price by fifteen dollars a month. Man, and I called them up and I said, "This this won't do. You need to reduce this." I have children. They're so starving. not only not only did they reduce my bill, yeah, they doubled my internet speed. How's wow. that work? I don't know. I, I think you know. should call them. I'm just praying that I'm mine call works. them again. Wow, they doubled my speed for less money. I was like, "There you go, man." Saints. Then he tried to sell me phone and TV and security system. I said, no, I don't need any of that stuff. I just need to pay less money. There you go. There you go. Maybe someday you'll explain the parable of the tares to me. The, the parable of the tares? Tares. Well, you know, if you... Uh, the order in which everything is pulled up and not pulled up. If your pants things. are too tight and you, you bend over, tares? you're going to get a tear. You know, we should probably have our favorite Bible commentator. You know, give give his sometime. take on this. Yeah. The, what do you want to know about the the parable of the tares? This is the wheat and the tares that yeah. the the landowner plants and, and, wheat. And, and I while think it's got sleeping. an eschato, eschatological. Eschatological. You said that well. Yeah, eschatological. Yeah, just go with it, man. Eschatological. Say it with confidence. Yes. Eschatological. Scatological. Scatological. So scatty. Sketchy. Anyway, it's going to eschatological. Yeah. yeah. So so tares look like wheat. Yeah. But do not produce. The grain, the fruit, if you will. And they get pulled out when? At the end. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a lot of passages. And where's the wheat? The wheat. Still there until the end. Well, no, this is, they they both get harvested together, but then the wheat gets taken to the barns, the rest of it gets cast into the fire. No, no, I I understand they go different places. This is the same as talking about the sheep and the goats. Yeah. This is the same as talking about the uh, Revelation chapter 14, the harvest of the grapes of wrath. Yeah. 
versus the harvest of the wheat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of passages there's like a, that. There's a pretty good Bible discussion there. a lot there. to say about that. Yeah. Maybe sure we does. should do some, some talks on prophecy. <laughs> oh. Or not. Question number nine. Why <laughs> no, don't number you eight. do prophecy conferences at your church? I heard there is a prophecy conference, just not here. Not here. Yes. Yes. Oh. Can we talk about prophecy conferences sure, next week? Co- I'll you... give you my prophecy conference. Here's my prophecy update. Jesus said, occupy until I come. And that's what we're doing until he comes. All right. Solid. Yep. One I day think... Jesus is going to come back. I'm looking forward to it. You know what? I could get you a really good deal on. What? The Chuck Missler Y2K series. Chuck went to be with Jesus this year. He's a New Ze- He was in New Zealand before he went to He be was with almost Jesus. in heaven when he moved to New Zealand. Yeah. I heard, then, yeah. I heard New Zealand's beautiful. I hear the trout fishing there is amazing. I hear pretty much everything is amazing. And the red stag. You know what they have in New Zealand that they don't have here? What? Hobbits. Hobbitses. Hobbitses. Why does it trouble us, precious? And they have elves. I think think New Zealand is Middle Earth, right? I think so. Pretty much. But you know what else is there? Mordor. Yeah, man. That's like the L.A. of New Zealand. Anyways. Almost heaven. My son comes in last night because we had a little connect group meeting last night. And, yes, uh, I was there. Ethan comes in and he says, you need to deal with Evangeline. I said, what's the problem? He said, she's talking like Gollum. <laughs> oh, that's that's a gift. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, Evangeline doesn't know what Gollum is, but Ethan does. Anyways, moving on. Number eight. All right. This is an international question. International. Yeah, Why is it they international? They want to know about the youth Why in did, Asia. Oh, the youth in Asia. You're, you're <laughs> Am terrible. I reading that wrong? Okay. You're terrible. All right. What about the outer city youth? Yeah. Okay. Is number eight. Is assisted suicide or euthanasia wrong? You have the simple answer to this one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And just just going to throw this out and make it really simple. Okay, go for there it. There is one entity that controls the keys to life and death, decides how many days are on this earth, and his name is God, and your name is not, and so you don't get to play that card. And it's not your, that is beyond your pay grade, out of your authority. And if you want to run afoul of the Lord, you just decide to do his work for him there. And the answer is no. Okay, I'm going to add some layers to this question, though. The, I know there's layers. I know there's layers. Because isn't, well, number one, this is a this is an ethical question. A right and wrong is a question yeah. of ethics. And there's actually, pretty much at every hospital, you have a, an, an ethics board that has to deal with some of these questions because there are situations where, and you know, uh, we know people that have been in this situation before where you have a family member or you're dealing with a family who has a family member who's on life support and they're really wrestling with the question of taking them off of life support. Okay, that's different. Allowing them to die. And are we assisting in their death in that situation? So, you know, this this is one of those questions that has some layers to it. Right. I'm talking about, you know... Actually coming and assisting someone with their suicide because they no longer want to live. Yeah. In that respect, I would say you have an ethical problem. That's wrong. Yeah. 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 Euthanasia is just a bigger word for that. Right. It's not the youth in Asia. Though, in Hong Kong, the youth in Asia right now are still protesting against the mainland Chinese government. Well, sounds like they repealed that law, by the way. Have they repealed it? That's I haven't what been it paying sounds attention. Like I need to pay attention. Yeah. If you're paying anything... Pay attention. There Ronda Benedictus. Hashtag Ronda B. There you go. Uh, so I do, the, I do have constructive of, thoughts when you're all okay, done on this. Yeah. But on that whole question of, um, you know, there, there, it wasn't too long ago where we did not have the technology or the ability medically to be able to prolong life in that way. And so oftentimes when you're taking someone off of um, life support type situations, the, it's not you that's killing them. It's no, the disease they don't like or let you pull the plug. Right, it's the disease or whatever it is yeah. that they have that's killing yeah. them. And so you're allowing uh, the process of death to, to happen. But you, you know, I was, a, I was a designated plug puller on somebody's uh, last will and testament. I'm not sure I want to hear this story. No, he's a friend of ours. Okay. His name was Dan Gordon. Pastor. Dan had I you was, on the list. I was his designated guy. He goes, I know you could do it and go out and have lunch later. You would be so confident that I'd be with Jesus. You wouldn't bother you at all. I go, give me the plug. He goes, I'm not dead yet. I'm like, I, I understand that. So anyway, Dan, Dan was going to put me on there. In the end. He didn't he have to. Didn't have to. So, Did you know uh, that they make a bracelet that says do not resuscitate? So I was, a DNR bracelet? That was going to be my tattoo on my chest, DNR. Really? DNR? Yeah, if I was going to get a tattoo, that's what, well, like, there, there's another one. But 
let's not go there. But Pepe the Le Pew went, holding his no, nose no, would be please awesome. Don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. On. So anyway, no. So I have a constructive thing. Con- on this. Constructive. Constructive. Okay. All right. I do tell. Well, you know, we get asked some hard questions sometimes. Occasionally, and they're not. Of, they're know. not necessarily things that are. You know, you can just go to chapter and verse on. And so, I had a gal that was in a situation where she. Thought she may be coming up on a situation where she was going to have to make a decision on if she was going to have to uh, stop the life support thing for her husband. Yeah. And as I walked in the room, I'm like, dear Lord, I need more than what I got walking in here. I need you to, I need a word of wisdom and encouragement. Uh Uh-huh. And it occurred to me when I was, I I knew the question was going to come and it did. And, uh, uh. Such a relief when the Lord gives you a little word of knowledge, so to speak. There you go. Lord speaking to you. As most married couples, I mean, we joke around about the sin that leads to death and this and that, but most married couples have had that conversation like, would you want me to, you know, buzz there on life support? You, I, I don't want you to keep me living. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be, don't keep me from Jesus. Like, I really believe this stuff. So don't, you know, we have that conversation. And some people are like, no, keep me alive as long as you can. You know, bring in a, bring in a, uh, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich so I can smell it in my coma, whatever it is. Like some people want that. But others, you know, most couples I know have had that conversation and the husband's like, no, pull the plug, please let me go to be with Jesus. And so my encouragement was at the time is, your husband's still your husband and authority of the family at that point. His position, whoa, it's raining crazy. Awesome. But his position has not changed. And so you need to honor his wishes. And I think you can do that and, and you can honor the Lord this because you're honoring his wishes. Yeah. And you can do that without guilt. And you can do that in submission to your husband. It's not your fault. It's not your call. Not your decision. And if it's the other way around, I think I think it works the other way around too. You do that. Those are great conversations. Works for me. Yeah. And then have a cup of coffee and some cookies and, you know. You smell that? It's the smell of summer rain on hot asphalt. That's great. That is great. What a blessing. I cannot wait to ride my bike in that. Maybe the weather will finally turn. One can only hope. Yeah, my wife was saying that she wanted to turn the air conditioning on full blast. Uh Uh-huh. Put on our sweaters and light a fire in the fireplace and pretend that it was fall. That sounds like a great idea. Because we identify with fall. It'll be fall soon. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, if you got an extra $1,000 laying around, oh, man. Can you, well, anyway, I can't complain. We have air conditioning. Absolutely. So anything else groovy going on? Not that I could. That well, we finished eight. First John. So wow. now we're in Second John. You're like the little engine that could. Just keep swimming. There you go. Just wow. keep swimming. Well, actually, he was chugging on the tracks. but anyway. No, no, I was talking about Dory. Oh, Just okay. keep swimming. Keep, keep swimming. Just yeah. keep swimming. Fish are friends. Not food. Except that they are food. They are food. That I mean, is that Disney? Yeah, Pixar. Again, another Disney, reason. Pixar. I, I, well, okay. I'm, you know I'm anti-Disney. You Poison. shouldn't be. I am. Poisoning the mind of children. They're anti-Jesus. Pixar's awesome. I didn't say Pixar. I said well, Disney. but that's Pixar. I'm, fish are friends, I'm not food. There. Yeah, right. Except when they are. Except that, what do fish eat? <laughs> I thought it was funny that you dropped some tuna into the goldfish, and the goldfish are boiling on and it the like they were. Fish, they like yeah, the tuna. They love the tuna. They had. We a, should si- try some tri tips. Yeah, they like. You think tri-tips. so? We yeah. should. You, so for those of us, those of you who don't know, somebody we had a little somebody, water feature. Your daughter, and friends. Yeah, I found out later, but. Yeah. We were, we have a little, uh, what is that? I, I just have to feature. say, this is by far the longest that I've ever been able to keep fish alive. Well, and it's the fact that we're not taking care of them is probably it. I feed them like virtually every day. I, those are like your, yeah, your fifth child. But I th- like those little fish. I know. We I have, know you do. We had, we had eight goldfish. Now we have 11 goldfish. They are multiplying. Yeah. So you're even counting them like children. I go out just like a, just like a shepherd with his sheep. I make sure they're all there. There's eight orange ones and a ninth dark one. And now we have 10 and 11 dark ones. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, we got goldfish. It's like Jacob's goats or whatever. And we got the a sheep. guppy. Yeah, There's yeah. a guppy. And a guppy. I don't guppy. know what the guppy. But anyway, we got goldfish. He's surviving. In our water feature. And they lived all winter. Yep. 
And now they're gargantuan. They are the biggest goldfish I've ever seen. They're like little tunas. And, totally, uh, and they like tuna. They like they bluefin. like tuna. And boy, when you walk over to them, they all they come up come and they, out and they follow you. They're like, "Where's they're my like food? A dog. Give me more yeah, tuna!" Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Feed me, feed me, feed me! Yeah. So yes. Anyway, they're gonna die of heart attacks or high cholesterol or something. Yep. So, do we have a tagline for anybody this weekend? A tagline. Well, I don't know. People they come up and they tell us the secret phrase. Your secret phrase. The secret phrase. Yeah. Kind of like the secret phrase. Chain. This is how we know that you have listened to the end well i think i like our summation of the you know all prophecy god wins god wins i like that yep that's the word for this weekend god, god wins. wins we could say love wins because we just nope. finished the love book but okay god win- okay no love wins was rob bell and i didn't i didn't oh, like his book sorry didn't like his book sorry i didn't know there was a book called that yep so there's so many book titles there really are like I had a, and there, like so many ideas are gone. Like I had a great idea for an energy drink. Fifty one fifty. Ah, yes, that one. But it was taken. Truly. So fifty one fifty is a code for a crazy person when they. Uh, oh no, sorry, I can't say crazy person. Somebody's having a mental health episode. There you right. go. Right. Yeah, you should. You see how politically person. correct yeah, I well, am? But I mean, wow. No, it's it's not just politically correct. It's probably the right thing to say. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. the right thing. Because not to everybody say. who's having a meltdown is crazy. Not every politically correct thing is bad. Okay. Some are worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna say fifty-one fifty energy drink. You know. God wins. God That's wins. The word. God wins. We will That'll be in be... Second John. This weekend. Juan, numero dos. And we're out. Adios. Wow.